This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, I, I've been beside myself for the past 24 hours. I'm desperate to talk to you, get this out of my system, so let's flip the usual show format on its head. Let's go straight into Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall, Sunday, July the 12th, and start with the main event, the seventh match, IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental t- Double Championship match. Evil defeating Tetsuya Naito in 38 minutes and one second with Evil to become double champion. Damon, go. <laughs> wow. I mean, I thought we were starting off with Master Watto. I was, I was prepared for that. I didn't know. Um, it's uh, July 13th, and we are talking about, you know, new shows coming back for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And over and above that, we are talking about a new IWGP heavyweight champion who is a guy that just weeks ago we have we talked about how it needed to be fresh and he needed a change and a new coat of paint and all of that and boy we went there and then some didn't we Joel <laughs> would you ever have thought that here in uh 2020 with all that has gone on with ever with the world turning upside down that here we would be sitting and talking about IWGP heavyweight champion uh, a, a title that only few people have held evil is on that list king of darkness evil it, this year is crazy isn't it i mean first of all i'm just grateful that we're actually getting to talk about wrestling from the start it's good stuff yeah. but uh I mean, I've got my own thoughts on it. What, what do you think of the decision from a booking point of view, like actually putting the big boy belt on evil? When he turned um, at, at New Japan Cup and all that shenanigans went down with Bullet Club, um, and then, again, they, New Japan, what they don't tell me they can't tell a story because that was executed, the old chef's kiss... From Damon, the uh, fist bump where we're, you know, hey, listen, we complained about it. We didn't want to see the fist bump, right? We didn't want to see them all standing in the ring doing a fist bump. And we were getting teased a fist bump. And then Evil does his too sweet, which he still needs a little, still need a little, a little uncomfortable doing. Uh, and then uh, puts uh, Naito out, stomps on the hat. Uh, and the camera catches everything. Multiple angles. You know, they were able to put together a nice little video package the, 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 night, I, the, the night after. Um, I, there's a lot of people that are, that are, that will say, "Hey, they needed something fresh because two thirds of their roster can't get into the country, and they needed something to carry them over to if and when they can get a full roster back." Bullet Club had nobody, and I think it was Nicole. From our Discord. Um, Hall of Famer, should I say. 
um, Nicole. Who, speaking of which, we do have to talk about that at some point. Um, she nailed it when it came to, hey, Bullet Club's looking pretty thin. And don't be surprised if we see that. We saw that. Nobody picked the title change. <laughs> no, there was not one person that even whispered to me, title change. Um, so there's that train of thought, Joel, of, hey, they had to do it because they needed a good, strong program leading into the, the, the late summer months. Okay, and, and, I'll, and I can agree with that. There's, there's other schools of thought, Joel, that this was in the, in the works for a long time. And this was in the works of maybe not even necessarily evil being the person fit into that little slot. But, uh, I mean, other people, should we say? Can we say? I mean, it's rumors. I mean, nothing was nothing's etched in stone on that. But that other people were earmarked for that role to a T of what evil has done. Um, and, and here's the thing, Joel. I really think it's a combination of all of it. I really think 2020 was going to be a wacky year, COVID-19 or not. And I think COVID-19 helped push that, that narrative of, okay, this, this is the year we're going to go for it. We're going to get a little crazy because why not? Because all these cards are stacked against us. I love it. I'm, 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 I'm thrilled. One, that they had the balls to do it. That, that's a ballsy move. And two, that they were able to, on the fly, use the New Japan Cup as a catalyst to not only have a New Japan Cup, which we all had our pants down over, right? The idea of a New Japan Cup in a tournament and every match meaning something. And again, we can argue about match quality and all that shit. But to me, New Japan Cup was you know, months of storyline build put into one tournament where you were able to create stars. And again, is it because th- that half the roster is not there? Okay, maybe yes, but they, they, they made it work. And now you have a New Japan Cup that, 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 that told the stories of months worth of build to build toward a, and I'll put in air quotes, a big show in front of human beings. How great was that, by the way? Um, and, and to add spice to a faction who felt a little dry, right? To a pro wrestler who was dry as toast. I, you know, was there any... I, Joel, I, I sat here uh, two weeks ago talking about how Evil is probably, for me, one of the more boring guys on the roster. He, got, he not only got a new coat of paint, fucking guy got an addition to the house. He's the fucking world champion. I mean, there's not many guys who can say that. And then, you, and then, not then, evil, even above evil. You had guys like Show. You had guys like Hiromu. You had guys like Despi. You had guys uh, like like Tanahashi, who all stepped up, all became you know, more than what they were. I look. They they were dealt a hand of cards that were that everybody kind of sat back and scratched their head and was like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? 
and they found a way to get out of it. And there's more people talking about evil now than at any point in his career. And there's more people talking about New Japan. Let's put it this way. Nobody's gray on this. People either love it or people are like, oh, oh, but, but no, but it's emotion that you have felt for the first time in months over pro wrestling. And to me, that's a great thing. That's it, isn't it? Like for years, we've been complaining that the the bubble of guys who can win the IWGP title is too small. Uh, IWGP title matches are too predictable. Like even the Switchblade title win was telegraphed from a mile away. I called that one at New Year Dash. So, like, do we really want a world where the belt is just, you know, passed between Okada, Naito, Tanahashi, ad nauseum, or, or where we can predict exactly whom is allowed to join that big boy table long before it even happens? Because they tick the list of boxes, the little checklist, what makes them champion material. And like you said, nobody saw this title win coming. People predicted the turn. Some people did the Bullet Club thing. No one thought the title was going to change hands. Nobody. Evil's not a draw. He's one of the lower guys in his faction. His matches aren't tip-top quality. His gimmick's too goofy. He needs to break away from LIJ and change it up. <laughs> Guess what? You got all of that, and then some. Yeah. And Damon, like, are we ever going to sit here again before an IWGP title match and say, well, this guy's definitely not winning? <laughs> not anymore! Right. All bets are off now, right? And, and that can be only be a positive in my eyes. And like you talked about, let's look at the lay of the land right now. New Japan, they're not going to be running full houses anytime soon. There's no pressure on them to have to sell out large venues. So they're playing with house money. This is the perfect time to shake things up, take some risks, make some new stars. And yeah, like you said, it's not just evil. Look, who else has, has been elevated in this New Japan card? We've got Taichi, we've got Sho, El Desperado, Wato, Hiromu. They've planted the seeds for the next batch of guys and they should be applauded for having the, the, the gumption to do that and give us two unhappy endings back-to-back on a show that we all thought was going to be a big feel-good celebration. And what would be the point of, you know, let's say running Naito versus Okada again, or Naito versus Sonata, when you're only getting a, a third of the fans in the building? And, you know, we're, we're very deep in the bubble. Time will tell whether or not this was the right move, but I don't, I don't see it hurting business. And like you mentioned, everyone's talking about it, and in a good way. I can't stop thinking about it. Seriously, after Dominion finished, I was like in a daze for the rest of the day I was so distracted I couldn't really do anything else I you know watching TV reading books my mind just kept going back to evil holding those two belts and uh, it reminded me of uh, when I, I read uh, A Storm of Swords and spoiler alert anyone who hasn't read it or anyone who hasn't watched Game of Thrones and is planning to do so skip forward a few minutes they set up one guy who you think is going to be the big hero and then wham he, all his men get butchered in the Red Wedding when you least expect it. And it's, it's shocking and disturbing and upsetting. I had to put the book down for a long time so I could digest it. And had a very similar response to Dominion yesterday. And uh, the more you think about it, the more it begins to make sense. And you think, damn, should have seen that coming. You're supposed to be upset by it. And, and I hate to be the you got worked guy, but all of these people who are bitching about evil being the champion, they'll be back next time. They're going to be watching Sengoku Lords. They'll be back. And, and funnily enough, it's not even the LIJ fans who are upset by this because they get it, right? They know it makes sense. 
Because I've seen a lot of people say, oh, it would have been better if Shingo had been in evil spot. And I respectfully disagree. I wouldn't put Shingo in there just because he has great matches and, and he whacks people really hard. As the last guy to join LIJ, it would have been far less dramatic and impactful for Shingo to be the guy to turn. Evil, on the other hand, he was Naito's first LIJ teammate, the first guy he recruited, the, the first Pareja. And then at the end, you've got Hiromu just losing his mind at the end because Evil was his dojo buddy. They, they went through the ranks together and he feels betrayed by that. And for me, that story does not work if you put Shingo in there. And whether or not you enjoy Evil's matches, that's, that's another discussion which we'll get into later. But the, the turn makes perfect sense to me. Like, Evil is sick of being the forgotten man in LIJ. He's, he's sick of seeing Naito and Hiromu and Shingo, Sanada take the limelight. He's sick of carrying this goofy scythe, wearing the makeup. He sees a leaderless Bullet Club, a way to make a name for himself, and he grabs it by the throat. And, and this has been staring us in the face from the moment he kicked Hiroki Goto in the balls in round two of the cup. There's even an interview with Naito on the website from June 23rd, which is is practically a spoiler when you go and look at it now. Naito's talking about how Evil's been incommunicado since the lockdown and, and that he's, you know, the fourth of the four heavyweights in LIJ. But he also predicts him to win the whole tournament. So, you know, like I said, it's been staring us in the face. Uh, uh, Twitter, Cola Blue 3, pointing out that Naito gives Evil a little nod right after the two-sweet thing at the end of the, the cup final. Like, even Naito knew it was coming. So what's not to get? This is storytelling 101. And let's not forget as well, Damon, his name is Evil. That's important. (laughs) It's foreshadowing. (laughs) So when people ask, was this always the plan? We'll never know. I I can't see Watanabe blabbing to Big Dave, but that's not the point. I I mean, for what it's worth, Wrestling Reserve News that did actually say last November that one idea talked about for 2020 was breaking evil away from LIJ giving him a big singles push and I've seen other rumours that you know it was supposed to be other guys who are not in the country right now who weren't so keen on it but that that doesn't matter to me the point is that it makes sense and I think is powerful storytelling if evil had betrayed LIJ changed his faction changed his music changed his gear brought out Dick Togo and then lost to Naito, that would have been ridiculous. He'd look like an absolute geek. He'd be finished. So this serves multiple purposes here. First, injects new life into a guy who, like you said, we both wrote off like two weeks ago. Company needs a new top heel with the likes of Jay and Kenta stuck in the US. And and let's be real, we have no idea when they're coming back. This could be months and months. They they could be out for the rest of 2020. So you you cannot tread water hoping that things will go back to normal. You've got to take action and spice things up. And you you can look at uncoupling the Intercontinental title now. You've got a, a series of fresh hot main event programs that you can run. We've got Evil versus Hiromu. You could do Evil versus Sonata. Evil versus Ibushi. Evil versus Tanahashi. Uh, yeah, it could be Evil versus Okada. We'll get to that later. But there are a lot of different possible directions you can go. And then, when you get the likes of Jay White, Kenta, Gorillas of Destiny, El Phantasmo returning to Japan, I can't wait for that. That That is thrilling to me. You've got a ready-made, red-hot storyline there. Old Bullet Club versus New Bullet Club. Throw in the Lone Wolf, Carl Fredericks to fuck the shit up even more you know maybe even have a big faction shake up I've heard rumours that that could be in the works but you know you never know but even just the LIJ storyline itself is exciting because like we said we got Hiromu as the next challenger 
Is the story going to be evil going through the rest of LIJ, building up for, for Naito to get his win back just as we go back to full capacity crowds? I mean, does Naito get the title back? It, he usually does. Like, whether he's feuding with Jericho or Jay White or Okada, Naito usually wins the feud at the end of the day. But, and again, you ask yourself why, like, Naito versus Tanahashi has been protected for three years. We haven't seen that match since Dominion 27. Uh, no, no, it's the G1. 2017 G, uh, G1 block finals so I'm asking myself what are they saving that for so maybe they use this story as a vehicle to launch Hiromu into the stratosphere by having Hiromu be the guy who defeats evil and reclaims LIJ's pride and also realising that junior versus heavyweight title dream I mean it might not happen at Sengoku Lord we might have to wait a bit longer for it but to me LIJ is a lot more compelling with their back to the wall rather than being all happy hey look at us we're winning all the time we've got all the belts that's less interesting to me. So yeah, a lot of questions coming up. You know, how, how long does Evil keep the belt? Can he take it to the dome? Who beats him for it? I mean, even if it's short term, it elevates him. And, and in the future, each time Evil enters a G1 or challenges for the title, you're going to think, hmm, this guy is a serious threat. So in the space of 24 hours, you've made this guy for the rest of his career at relatively little risk. It's a no-brainer when you look at all the evidence. And most importantly, I've got no idea what's next. And I like it. 100%. And that is, that is what I was going to ask you, actually. When, you, when you're finished, I want to know what your thoughts were on the quality of the match itself. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the quality of the match was... I mean, it's certainly not one of my favorites when it comes to Bell to Bell. I didn't think it was... It was anything that I would go back and rewatch. Yet, I watched that match twice. Maybe it was because more of I just I wasn't ready for it when it happened. Because my first thought was like I'll, I'll t- uh, when first the bullshit right. Okay, so we got and I cannot believe I'm saying this <laughs> in the year 2020, but we have. A a masquerading uh, Bushi, uh, who, Big Bushi, <laughs> Dick Bushi, Big Bushi. Oh, He's so massive! Yeah. It's like who is this large Bushi coming out? Yes. Yeah, I mean you knew it wasn't him from the from the jump, right? So it was just a matter of okay, so who's this uh, under the mask? He was a he was a very big big bushy. Um, I love the fact that the real bushy didn't bother to come out. Like he's watching right. on screen. It's like yeah, don't worry guys, I've got this. And then he realized, oh wait, that's not actually me. <laughs> Where was everybody when this was going down? Um, what a terrible friendship they have. So Dick Togo. I cannot believe I'm saying Dick Togo as a New Japan roster member here in 2020. But here we are. Uh, comes down. Strangles Naito half to death. Uh, and I understand, again, Joel, I understand that we need to have a ref distracted out for all these things to happen. But it felt like Red Shoes was uh, made of paper mache during this tournament because he was down for everything. There was, there was not a stiff wind, and he was down for, for, for three minutes, crawling around in the corner. It, that becomes a little bit, uh, all right. Evil hits it. Boom. And as Red Shoes is counting, one, two, the hand's going down, and I'm like, I see the three. 
And it doesn't hit. Like, I was like, ah. Like, my first thought was, ah, they finally gave Eva that fucking win. Like, that's good. And then I was stopped and I was like, what? What? They gave him the win. <laughs> he, 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 that means he's the champion. And it did not sink in for me for a while. Um, I, if the, I mean, the post-match felt a little flat to me, to be honest. Um, the Hiromo challenging, I loved. But I just think everyone, I, I think even he was in shock. I think everybody was just in shock. That's the the best way I can describe it. It wasn't celebratory. It wasn't um, it wasn't your normal title change. I, I felt like everybody was just kind of like everybody at home. Their mouths were open. Their eyes were wide open. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Uh, so that was the weird part because it because when I turned off that show. I had to keep. I was. I had to. Holy shit! He fucking won the title, and it didn't register for me, to me for a long time after that three count. It wasn't like that instant pop of off the couch of holy shit! He fucking won. It was. He won. He won. The fucking guy won. That was my reaction for at least 15, 20 minutes, a half an hour after that show ended. Yeah, the reason I asked you about the match quality, it's been quite controversial. But given everything I've already laid out about how great I think the story is, for me personally, I think squabbling over match quality star ratings, that's missing the point. Like, yes, the match was long. Evil worked at a slower pace. There was a lot of cheating, a lot of run-ins. One of the better ones, I might add, with Jado plodding to the ring and then Ishimori just sprinting past him. I thought that was hilarious. But I think... All those things made sense to the story. They they added to the, the drama. They made the finish more impactful. And if you hated the match, I can understand that. I'm not going to sit here and say you're wrong for disliking it. And I'm also not saying that uh, uh, match quality and um, exciting storytelling are mutually exclusive. But if they worked, I don't know, a 20-minute high-paced, high-impact sprint of a main event with big flashy moves and a, and a clean finish... I don't think the story would have worked. And again, that's just my taste. I think dragging it out and making it so slow and agonizing made it all the more gut-wrenching when it ended like it did. Like the, the way it built up established this overwhelming tension and dread that something bad was going to happen. Like you could feel it in the air. So this is why I think people who who see the events of this weekend and their biggest takeaway from the whole thing is that match sucks. Two stars. Evil's slow and boring. I hate run-ins. This isn't why I watch New Japan. Again, my opinion, they're missing the forest for the trees. I, I think there's more to pro wrestling and more to New Japan than moves and, and stars and work rate. And if you want those things, the two matches prior to the Evil Nighter match were pretty fucking great on those terms. Uh, I, I was having a great chat with Manabu. Go and follow him on Twitter, at SJManabu. He brought up some really good points. Uh, one was that famous Anoki quote. He, he said, you shouldn't always send fans home 100% satisfied. And also he mentioned like that match was more like a film than a wrestling match and brought up the question of what is match quality? Can can we really evaluate a wrestling match uh, 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 anymore like, when it's so subjective? Is... You know, the number of lariats and near falls and fighting spirit spots. Is that what we use to quantify whether or not a match was good or, or is it something else? And, and I think Naito versus Evil, it was designed to confuse us and, 
and upset us and shock us. And Manabu brought up a really great food analogy. He said, this match wasn't pizza. You know, it's not something we've eaten before. And you can eat pizza every day if you want. You can stick Okada versus Omega on a loop or, or go and watch PWG. But New Japan is not PWG. It's not 90s All Japan. It's 2020. These are weird times. And I'm encouraging all of you to ask yourself what really makes a match good and memorable to you. Because for everyone, that answer is going to be different. There is no right or wrong answer there. And okay. I, I can enjoy an exciting Ishii or, or an Osprey G1 match. But is it going to elicit any uh, lasting emotions from me? Will I remember anything about those matches? Because I'm certainly going to remember Milano Collection AT jumping over the fucking guardrail to attack evil or, or Naito getting his knee smashed to bits through the table or Dick Togo choking the life out of Naito or, or Hiromu screaming in the ring at the end of it all. So, well, I know the, the popular discourse out there is this match is only X number of stars and evil could be bad for business. I'm sorry, but to me, that's boring. And I get that wrestling's a business, but approaching it uh, purely on those terms is so reductive. It's so clinical. This is art, Damon. I want to engage with it in terms of the drama and the themes and and the narrative rather than a a dispassionate breakdown of how many stars you give it and how many tickets it will sell and how much money it's going to make. I mean, let's say in 20 years... Uh, someone goes back and looks for information on this match and they see a three-star rating. What does that really tell you about the match? It doesn't tell you anything. And I understand that ratings and rankings and and, and spreadsheets numbers, they help us make sense of uh, (laughs) the scary world around us. I get it. But to me, that's, that's really taking the heart out of what I enjoy in pro wrestling. So if you hate the match, I get it. I won't dismiss those critiques and you wouldn't be alone in disliking it. But I hope I've put forward some... Uh, counterpoints that are worth considering. I think in the history of pro wrestling, you're always going to have both elements. The the reason, and I'm going to give you the counter argument. The reason why many people gravitate toward New Japan pro wrestling in the past five, eight years has been on the back of the match quality. Um, And there's always going to be people that like if, if if given the choice, Joel, I'm going to watch a what I would consider a great pro wrestling match over what we saw the other night. The, the other night was was not something that to me is rewatchable. It's impactful. It's um, it's jarring, but it's not something that where you're going to pop in New Japan World and go back and watch Evil Naito again. I, I watched it again only because I I watched it to to see things that I may have missed because I was dumbfounded by the fact that I saw what I saw. Couldn't believe it. Um, I like pro wrestling for pro wrestling in in the sense of I love love it when it's treated like a sport and I love it when it's when the um. I so I, I guess I'm more of a match quality junkie than than what I'll call the bullshit, um, and and that's throughout my entire f- fandom, right? It's like people will will come to me and be like, "Well, you like the honky the honky tonk man?" And I was like, "I never liked the honky tonk man." Like pro wrestling's always had this, okay? okay but yeah, but that's what I'm fast. Jimmy Valiant, I'm fast, fucking fast forward. You know what I mean? I'm not watching the shit. But I'm going to watch Tully, and I'm going to watch Arn, and I'm going to watch, you know, 
uh, Barry Windham and I'm going to watch, you know, Savage and I'm going to watch, you know, there were things that, that, that I like about pro wrestling. For me, the match did not hit the mark anywhere. It, look, it wasn't a good match. But there's more to pro wrestling than just good matches. And, and I think that's the, the, the takeaway here is that you can, you can find anything that you find in pro wrestling that, that, that checks the box for you, then that's, that's awesome. But again, if we're talking about seven years, five years, well, however, people coming to New Japan Pro Wrestling and seeing the product that, that they deliver and, and, and latching on to it. I would say a lot of people latch on to those main events and there's become a standard. And you, you mentioned, well, you know, you could eat pizza for the rest of your life and, 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 and it'd be great, but you know, this is not pizza. But if you're expecting pizza and pizza is what you've gotten for New Japan Pro Wrestling main events for seven years, there is an expectation that you're going to be getting some fucking good pizza. And then when somebody brings out you know, a bowl of fucking SpaghettiOs, because that's what you got there if we're talking about a pro wrestling match. You got a bowl of SpaghettiOs. It was fun and easy and even debatably delicious, but it wasn't good. Nobody says SpaghettiOs are good. You didn't get pizza. You didn't get the pizza. And I think that's what people are concerned with because Evil hasn't delivered the fucking pizza. And when you expect the pizza and you got SpaghettiOs, again, especially on a guy that's been built as a guy who delivers nothing but SpaghettiOs for the past fucking two years, it it leaves people scratching their heads. Now, again, I agree. You got to look outside the box a little bit and see the, the greater good of what this match really is. And I think people generally will. If they haven't already, they'll be there. But no, if you're looking for, you know, epic New Japan Pro Wrestling main event, this wasn't it at all. And I think people, a large section of pro wrestling fans want that and need that to a certain degree. Um, and, and, but, and I'll go so far as to say, Joel, that there is a huge pocket of New Japan Pro Wrestling fans that probably relatively new that appreciate the Hiromo screaming in the in the in the fucking ring for 10 minutes, you know, you know, like like, you know, a bad actor, um, you know, or, you know, the the, the craziness and, and the run ins and, and all of that. Uh, there, there are people that appreciate that part of, of what New Japan delivers. It's, it's, it's look, it's certainly not fucking rings, right? Star ratings are important, and I'm going to say that out loud. Star ratings are important, and and, and the reason why they're important is they're star. They're the same reason there's star ratings for everything. It's used as a fucking guide. It doesn't tell you that this match is three stars, so you have to enjoy it as three stars. You can enjoy it as twenty seven stars. No one gives a shit. It's a guide. No one gives a shit about the three stars, really. I don't understand why everybody goes crazy over one guy's star ratings. But it is used as a guy who has watched a a lot of pro wrestling 
And people have kind of taken that system as their own and decided that they're going to fine. I use star ratings to to help verbalize how much I personally enjoyed a pro wrestling match and what I think is a great pro wrestling match. What I think is a great pro wrestling match doesn't mean that fucking and again, I'm just putting out a name. Emily Pratt fucking feels the same way or Dave Meltzer feels the same way or you know keeping it strong style feels it the same way there there's a reason why there's different voices talking about pro wrestling find the one that you agree with and and run with it or find the one that you even better that you disagree and learn from them and f- kind of come to the common ground that's good too i think people get hung up on these star ratings being the be all to end all of how you determine what a great match is. It's a guide. That's all it is. And I think that's good for everything, whether it be a new album that comes out, a fucking movie that's out, a restaurant that just opened up, whatever. You use it as a guide. I can't tell you how many fucking times I've seen a, a, a three-star review where I've totally loved, whether it be, again, an album, a film, a restaurant, whatever. And I can't tell you how many times, oh my God, Perfect example. Are, are, are you familiar with uh, Fiona Apple? No, I'm not. Okay. She's a recording artist, and she was pretty popular in the late mid to late 90s. Well, she recently came out with an album this year. And I'm telling you what, everybody has their fucking pants down over this fucking album. I mean, it's gotten five stars from every fucking publication in the world. So now I'm looking at this, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to give this, this fucking thing a listen. I think it's garbage. <laughs> I I don't I listen to three songs and I'm like I'm out of it. This is this is not for me. Right? And that's fine. What? I don't know music? I'm not I don't fucking know what I li- I, I know what I like. It's 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 used as a guide. I I do we are not abolishing fucking star ratings because they serve a purpose. If like I don't know. Are people getting up? Do people get upset when they see star ratings? I don't. That's what I don't understand. Like when you get upset. It's not that. The reason I brought up because that was what I saw dominating the discourse was the quality of the match and people throwing out their star ratings and, you know, oh, look at what the average is on the grapple site, whatever. Which, again, like I agree with you to an extent. You could use that as a a launching point for your discussion uh, and evaluation of. You know, piece of media or whatever, but it's not the be all and end all of the discussion. No, and certainly not for this match. But again, a huge part of what people enjoy pro wrestling over is that bell to bell in ring. Put me in that bucket. I mean, that's why I like pro wrestling. Can I appreciate what we saw a few nights ago? Yeah, because because we're talking about pro wrestling in a way that we have it in months. Um, and even if, even if, even if this wasn't in the picture, even if, if, even if everything was perfectly normal from the day I left that fucking Liger retirement show to now, we'd still be talking about this. And we'd still be talking about this in the same way of they, they made stars. Um, is evil the right guy from a storyline perspective? Yes, yes, yes. But I'm going to sit here and tell you right now. 
I have my doubts about evil if they continue evil with, we'll just say, three more title defenses. I worry about match quality because at the end of the day, I got to sit there for 20 minutes and watch a fucking pro wrestling match, right? And I want it to be good. Sorry. I I, I don't want to be eye-rolling and hand-waving. I want it to be good. That's why I mean that's why I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling because in ring I feel like I get the the best of the best. There is that other side of the argument of yes, there's plenty of stuff going around you though that 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 can satisfy all audiences and there's stuff I appreciate from that. But, but make no mistake about it. I I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling primarily because I know my main events or at least my second half of shows are going to be some of the pro, best pro wrestling that on on planet Earth. That's why I watch wanted to pick your brains as well about the atmosphere, like the audience, the, the crowd reception to what went on, because we're in this weird COVID world of cheering, being strongly discouraged. So we need to reset our parameters for what constitutes strong heat, because the, the gentle booing you heard yesterday for what went down, I think would be nuclear heat in a pre-COVID world. So what did yeah. you think of the atmosphere? I, 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 I'm so, I'm so impressed with the fact that they, whether they were told, I don't know how it went down, but I mean, obviously there was no vocalizing, no cheering again, because we don't want to scream. We don't want saliva and spit. Everyone's wearing masks Uh, in in a country where it is, uh, we'll just leave it as a hot debate, which is mind blowing to me. That is even a debate, but okay, it is. I shrug my shoulders. But we have an arena and obviously people who respect each other enough that they're going to watch a pro wrestling event and they're going to applaud and cheer with their hands and as, as was going around the internet, scream inside their hearts. Uh, I, there, was, there, was, there was great joy to me that, and, and faith in, in humankind that – that was happening. And I got to be honest with you, Cheryl came in and she was watching that and she goes, oh my God, there's people there. I was like, yeah, they're one of the shows that they, you know, uh, limited capacity. And then they, oddly enough, they showed a shot of the crowd and they showed how the chairs were spaced apart. And she was watching a little bit and, you know, the clapping. She goes, nobody's cheering. I was like, yeah, they're clapping. And like, you could just see her face just be like, oh my God, that is unbelievably, uh, uh, like that would never happen here. Um, yeah, that, and then when you did hear the booze, that would have been, yeah, that would have been nuclear heat. Um, I wasn't there, but I, 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 would, I would gather that um, what, from what I could see, it looked well organized. Everyone was wearing masks. Not that that, that was an ever an issue in Japan, but everyone's wearing masks. Uh, even the way they were exiting the arena, if you notice, they looked like they were exiting um, in in waves. They had certain sections at certain times were leaving, which I thought was nice. You so you see that at the dome for bigger shows, just to get people out of the dome. But they were doing that the same thing. It felt like there. Um, I was thrilled to, stay, to just to hear people reacting to pro wrestling, and I, th- I and even though it was just, it was a taste of what we would normally see and hear. 
I was so happy for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just hearing the claps and, and, and as, the, and they were, and they were improvising Joel, you know, with, with the, you know, the, the forearm exchange spots, you know, they're clapping along. Right? And, uh, it was good. I, I was very happy with, with what I saw. Um, uh, not only the way that new Japan handled the situation, um, safely, but the people there taking responsibility for their actions, was such a refreshing, refreshing change from what I am literally, not literally, of course, I, I know you hate when I say that, uh, but uh, being bludgeoned with information about people not doing that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I also have another interesting question here from Manabu. He says, what do you think the non-New Japan Dojo guys like Ibushi, Sanada, Shingo, Kenta are thinking as they see heavyweight champion evil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on top of the Jay White <laughs> sitting at home. Uh, you know, the, it's the Bullet Club guys that I'm like, oh, we, we've got a ton of questions on that. Don't worry. That's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, you know, the first, there were a couple things that popped in my mind after I got out of the initial shock of, of evil being that IWGP heavyweight champion. And, and I just want to put this thought in your head, Joel. Imagine that, you know, how they have the, the heavyweight title matches and they have that video package where they go through all the champions. Inoki, Choshu, Fujinami. And they go through them all. Sap, Lesnar, Tanahashi, Takayama. Evil. <laughs> we had a question about that actually Borg said in five years when Evil Space shows up during the Champions Roll Call video how do you predict we're going to feel about it wow right well that's I mean I mean, that's the question that's the question um, I'll, I'll ask you right now do you think Joel that this is a as the kids say a cup of coffee with the title do you, you, do you think this is a run that lasts? Let's put it this way. I, I'll ask you a, a, a series. Does this title reign last until Wrestle Kingdom 2021? No, I don't think so. I think even if we have a limited capacity Tokyo Dome, I don't think you would want to rely on evil in the main event spot there. I wouldn't be against it, actually. I mean, I don't know. Hypothetically, let's say Sanada wins the G1 and challenges evil at the dome. I think that would be really cool just because it, it sort of shifts the goalposts on the the dynamics of that match and the stakes of that match. So I'd be really into that, but I don't think they do. No, I think he loses it before the Tokyo Dome. What about you? That's what my... That's what... I I feel I I I wish I, I wish I had a, I wasn't prepared for this. You know what I mean? It's like it's not it's not usually for this title. You can and and you nailed it right out of the gate on this show. Usually you can see six months down the line. Okay, we got a G one winner. Boom, here we go to the dome. And right around this time every year, we, you can kind of see the tea leaves. I have no fucking idea. I, I can't sit here and tell you that I have a fucking shred of what the fuck they're going to be doing. I don't. I, I don't see it, but I don't. Look, I don't see it, but I didn't see this guy holding double gold. 
Uh, he would, Joe. He would be the last guy I would have on a list of realistic shots. Like if you, if we sat here and said, okay, let's two, oh, two weeks ago, let's go get a list of realistic people that could win this title. We get this question asked to us all the time. What's the ceiling on this guy? What's the ceiling on this guy? What's the ceiling on this guy? Joe, there is no one, no one, and I don't give a fuck who they are. No one is going to look at me in the eye and tell me that they thought evil was going to win this fucking title. No one. And now we're talking about how long is he going to hold this title? I would say not Tokyo Dome. I don't see how you sell out Tokyo Dome with, with, with evil on top. I don't see it. But look, in, in two days, he's the most talked about guy in pro wrestling. He's... Uh, given a, an absolute rattling to the New Japan fan base and the company as a whole, it feels fresh on a guy who didn't feel fresh. I don't know. Cause, because this is, I feel like I'm swimming in completely uncharted waters. I have no fucking idea. And for a podcast where we focus on a product how exciting is that? Like, like I, I feel like the show feels fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like there's, there's nothing that's off. That's what it is. We are right now at a point where nothing is off the table. Nothing is off the fucking table. We could talk about anybody. And you're right. Any title defense, we could sit here and be like, okay, Odds have gone up for this title to change because what did we just see? So it's exciting. It's 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 it gives it gives you energy. Um, and if anything, again, you could sit here and talk about stars and and match quality. Again, I'm in the boat that it wasn't a great match, but the the end result was was dramatic and rattling. And at the end, that's pro wrestling. At the very least. You got to admit, you, you, you're feeling something now for the first time in a long time about pro wrestling. And to me, that is the most important tool that pro wrestling has to get you to feel something. Feels good to feel something. Let's rattle through some of these questions about evil and the whole situation because I think this is probably the, the time to do it. So, um, yeah, maybe just your, your short form thoughts on this. So, um, a few here on evil specifically jeremy says are people freaking out too much about the evil win i feel he got the win to give him credibility and then lose the title shortly after isn't he basically going to become a more credible gotto maybe not as good as a wrestler but i feel that's the objective here uh, george says what do you think evil's place on the card is going to be post this title reign i see him as a jbl type post dropping the title to cena not perennial main eventer but someone you can heat up for a big level program and daniel says do you think evil winning the title is a 2016 naito or 2019 jay white title run to establish him and naito will win the title back in perhaps August at Summer Struggle at Edion Arena Osaka. That's that's the impression I get. It, it's going to give him a lift. He's not going to be uh, a perennial top guy. I don't see him holding the belt for too long or main eventing a Tokyo Dome, but it's only going to help him. I agree. agree. What we've done is we've established Evil as a, um, as a threat, once again, um, for a guy who has cooled off. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's going to be – you're not going to be talking about epic title run here. Uh, <laughs> watch me be wrong, but I, I just don't, I don't see it. Um, 
But that's okay because look at the names that you just rattled off that had that cup of coffee with the title. So um, what you did was you, you made a star. You made a, made a star at a guy two weeks ago that nobody gave a, a f- nobody even cared about, let alone thought he was going to win a title. Jai495 says, who replaces evil in LIJ? I don't think we need a replacement in the short term, but long run, I could see Yo taking that spot when he's back from his injury. I, I would too, and I, and, and I truth be told, I, I kind of thought that would have been, been perfect. Um, or I actually thought it was going to be you know Master Watto, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, I don't think you necessarily need to fill the gap. I mean, eventually, maybe they will. Um, I mean, listen, they brought in Dick Togo. <laughs> it looks like looks like everything's on the table. So, um, I, but I, I don't think in, in the near future we necessarily have to fill that gap. Daryl says, take Naito out of the equation. Who beats Evil for the titles? Please, please, please don't say Sonata. I guess looking at the uh, cards coming up for Sengoku Lords, a lot of people are looking at Okada once he's done with this Yujiro feud, that he could be the guy to take the title off of Evil. Yeah, I mean, that's one. I mean, you got to figure that... It really depends on if they can get people back. And and if we're just looking at the roster that we have right here and now, I think it's between two guys, um, Naito and Okada. Um, I would say Okada, though. I would if 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 you need me to to put the gun to my head, Okada would would be my guy. Kyle says, "How do you like Evil's new Ministry of Darkness Undertaker rebrand?" So, what did you think of the new outfit, uh, the new music, new presentation? Well, the first thing I thought of was was well, this has been in the, in the works for a little bit because somebody had to make that new outfit and somebody had to fucking make that video. So it's not like uh, not like this was. Uh, a last minute decision. That's that's first and foremost. Uh, it kind of looked a little skirtish to me. <laughs> he was wearing a nice <laughs> yeah, skirt. Jamie says, "Are there any other examples of someone becoming more intimidating by putting on a skirt like Evil has?" <laughs> Did look. That was my first thought. Uh, and then the hair. The, I, I got to be honest with you. The hair, the hair was driving me nuts. Him constantly having the hair in his face and then moving it. I'm like, why don't you like? I understand people wanting to have the long hair look. That's fine. But if it's constantly in your face and you're constantly moving it, just tie it back. <laughs> Silly to me. Uh, I think we'll see more and more changes in that. I mean, he's already pretty much said, fuck that that silly uh, sickle thing. Um with his actions with Milano. And then there was wasn't there an image that he sent out of a broken one as well? So um so we won't have to see him carrying that 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 Halloween store fucking sickle. Um, I mean, it, subtle changes, subtle changes. They weren't massive changes, but yeah, I mean, it did look like he was wearing a skirt. Matt says, how much do you think decisions were affected or changed by knowing which wrestlers are currently in Japan versus uncertainty of when those living overseas could return? Richard says, was the title change planned all along or did the pandemic force Ghetto to alter his long-term booking plans? Jim says, with hindsight being 2020, all this looks like brilliant long-term booking, but do you guys think that maybe this was supposed to originally be Kenta winning, but due to COVID-19 and the indefinite travel ban on US-based talent, Ghetto had to shuffle everything up? Um, I think there's enough evidence there to suggest that evil 
was the long-term plan. But I, again, I'm 50-50 on that. But uh, my answer is it doesn't matter. My answer is, is that, again, from what we understand, there, there was another person that was at least in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You get a display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash VOWnet. Arenaclub.com slash VOWnet for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. One other person that was. Let's put it this way the ideas of what we saw laid out in front of us a few days ago you there there could have been a person that fell into that very easily um that from what and again rumors rumors let me just say rumors uh turned it down so um while i think that that is the case joel i still think that they they maybe sped that up a little bit with what was going down and the fact that they do have a limited roster and bullet club was thin and like it it all made a little sense. All these things that would have kind of some light has been shined on a little bit in, in, in on the street 
uh, kind of help forge what we saw here today or in the past days? A few questions about Dick Togo. Hit the Books pod said, should Jericho sue Dick Togo over disguised gimmick infringement? Andrew says, does Dick Togo slot into the junior division and needs the help and he's always been a junior? But when he showed up in that bushy mask, most people thought he was a heavy. Japanese Retro Game Center says, what should we know about Dick Togo? Also, what do you think his role will be? My initial impression is that he'll be working on screen and off screen as necessary. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, if anything, he's a six-man tag guy. Um, very, very much like a Jado guy. Um, I just, I, and, and it hasn't been explained. Why him? <laughs> of all, like seriously, if we're, if we're going through everyone who's sitting at home in in the world of Japanese pro wrestling, why? What was the deal with picking up the phone and calling him? I mean, I'm sure there's there's a relationship there. Um, but why him <laughs> of all people did, did what, like, who was the person that at the, at the table, whether at the booking meeting that said, you know, who should we call? How about the Dick Togo? What's he up to? I wonder what he, <laughs> I wonder who the first person was to bring that up. Um, I just thought it was a weird choice because to me, I don't think a lot of people knew who it was. Like, I'm sure there were there were plenty of people that saw that face and were like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And and were jumping on Twitter to be like, uh, oh, Dick Togo, okay. And then I'm sure half of those people went to Wikipedia and be like, who the fuck is Dick Togo? <laughs> so... I, again, I just thought it was a joke. Like he, that's not a name that I ever thought we'd be saying in 2020. Webhead says, who else other than Dick Togo do you see coming in? If anyone, and Giant Toefold says, any other ex-Michinoku Pro folks you'd like to see make a surprise appearance in New Japan? I never really watched a lot of the Michinoku Pro. Um, it really wasn't a style that, uh, that I was thrilled with. I mean, they had Kai and Tai, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Sasuke was there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Delphin was there too, right? I, I might be confused on that one. Um, I want a super Delphin. <laughs> That's what I want. I want that back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I'm, I, the only thing I can assume is that th- there's some type of relationship between him and you know, and somebody in uh, New Japan decision making to, to bring him back. I, what that relationship is, I don't ask me. Again, I'm I'm more shocked than 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 I'm I'm just as shocked as anyone else. But the idea of Dick Togo being a guy New Japan would 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 circle on a on a short list to bring in, I, d- I don't know. I've got a couple of questions about booking here as well, specific to this situation. Uh, Steel O'Neill says, "Is it a problem that some fans get too emotionally invested in wanting specific outcomes for matches?" I love Naito. I also wanted to see a long, glorious double title reign. But to me, Evil winning was like a great season finale twist ending, and opens up so many new storytelling opportunities going forward. Some of the negative responses online seem overblown to me. Act if the world has ended, and uh, maybe I just have different perspective on things. And also, Silver into Steel says, "Why do people complain about wrestling booking? Then at once complain when something unexpected happens. People seem to genuinely hate a heel, making them mad nowadays." And just say they're going to stop watching. Why do they need to feel smarter than the show? So what do you think is it about this situation that has elicited such a strong response from people? Uh, imagine if Twitter were around 
when Ronnie Garvin pinned Ric Flair in Detroit, Michigan and won the NWA world title at that time. Imagine if Twitter were around. Imagine if Twitter were around when, again, we'll use the honky-tonk man as an example, pins Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Uh, To answer the question, that's everywhere because everyone feels like that app gives them their voice and everyone's voice is equal. Well, as you can see, it's not (laughs) just by reading some dopey comments with everything in life, though. Understand it's everything in life. Um, Why do they feel specifically about pro wrestling, the need to feel smart? I mean, everybody wants that. Like, but you could go to hockey Twitter and people are, you know, will complain about a certain player who generally is regarded as a good player but they're going to they're going to uncover the fucking secrets of why he's really shit or vice versa a player who can't get out of his fucking way um why he's, re- he's actually really good that's my favorite one when people try to tell me who's really good and you know I'm you know I'm just not seeing things right okay um it's it's everywhere, man. I, I don't uh, look. It's, it's 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 we do a show that kind of is that in a nutshell. Um, it's that that's the world, man. I mean, that, that, here's here's your choice. Here, honestly, here's your choice. If, if that is a struggle for you, delete the social media and watch pro wrestling and enjoy pro wrestling, and then. Hey, get the, I mean, maybe you can't get together now, but maybe you can outside, right? You can go outside and go to a, a brew pub or a winery or whatever your beverage of choice is uh, and discuss pro wrestling with your friends. That sounds like a more fun thing, right? Than going online and, and just seeing that wave of like, well, why the fuck are you even watching? And stop and stop with the I'm going to I'm going to, to discontinue New Japan World because my guy didn't win. Get out of here, up the fucking street. See you next month. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of questions about Bullet Club. Uh, Bash says, "Is Evil the de facto leader of Bullet Club now? He holds the belts, and with the origins of Bullet Club being the foreigner stable against the Japanese wrestlers, do you think it's lost its weight in that now probably becoming the Japanese stable with members like Ishimori Kenta and Evil? Do you think it's becoming more of a Japanese faction instead with the brains of Jada and Gato behind it?" Teja says, "Should Evil overthrow and kick out Jay White from the Bullet Club?" Markeem says, "Are you guys like me and instantly wondered, kayfabe wise, what does Jay White think about all of this? He's supposed to be the leader of this faction." Pleber says, do you think the sudden surge of new and prominent members in Bullet Club could be leading to a Jay White face turn? Topher says, what do you think this means for Bullet Club and factions in general? Bullet Club's getting pretty bloated at the minute, and with Gallows and Anderson supposedly coming back, do you think we'll see a Bullet Club split? Anderson coming back and forming a Bullet Club spin-off could work. And Adrian says, Bullet Club future, what is in terms of its members, who do we see leaving the group? So what's your gut reaction on where this leaves Bullet Club? Okay. Um, I'm going to address one thing that I think a lot of people have talked about for for quite a while. And really, the, the, the day that we saw Switchblade Jay White. Jay White eventually will be a babyface. Right? We, we're, we're all in agreement on that. Um, right? 
So it could be. That, that's the one thing that I uh, right off the top of my head was, okay, not only is this a title reign, not only is this an elevation, not only is this uh, a new coat of paint, this is also a seed for a lot of different things. And I feel like that seed, to me, is that Jay White babyface turn. Doesn't necessarily it's going to be even this year, but I th- I feel in my heart that that seed has been planted. Um, I like the fact that I, to me, and people may not agree with this one, but uh, I, I to me, Bullet Club is the most exciting faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just the I very fact, them. David, that you're excited about factions says it all. What a home run <laughs> right. this segment has been. <laughs> no doubt, right? Um, but just the mix that they have. Like, they have a, a really fun mix. Um, and, yeah, I do like the fact that um, there is a lot of Japanese talent in Bullet Club, than, especially right now, than, you know, they're, they're not just the, the swarmy, sneaky, gaijin wrestlers um i don't know i i i find them to be i I find what they're doing right now to be some of the more exciting stuff now again speak to me when folly rolls in and god and all that uh but as of right now i i I dig it i dig the idea of them um and to me they're they're the most exciting faction and speaking of factions in general, Art White Flame says, is this the beginning of the end of how the current factions have worked as LIJ are in shambles? Taichi is ascendant, Bullet Club has a new ace, and Tanahashi may never walk again. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't. I, th- there was a lot of rumblings about Tanahashi. Um, when they announced that press conference... That, that happened. I guess the, I guess the only thing that came out of that presser I didn't watch, Joel, um, yesterday was uh, or last night was the, just the announcements of the match matches um, coming up uh, later on this week, right? Yeah, there were a couple of interviews, but yeah, it's mainly the uh, Road Sengoku. Two show and the Sengoku Lord card. Gotcha. Um, I, I mean, I think. Right now, we're seeing that that, that shift of, of factions and some of the some of the changes. I don't. Let's put it this way: I, I don't think that that this is the end of it. To be truthful, I don't think this is the end of of that that 2020 rattling. <laughs> yeah, we had a New Japan Cup that that while again it produced great matches. I, I think there were they were great matches in that tournament. That wasn't the that wasn't the that wasn't the, the purpose. That that purpose was to put three four months of angles and storylines into one tournament to get us to where we are with a big show, and now away we go. Uh, but I don't think Wait, that's what, the, the end big of. show. He's coming in as well. <laughs> no, no, Joel, you misunderstood me. Um, that would be terrible news. Uh, no, I think we, we're we're going to see more um, split up. Does that mean a, a splintering off of Bullet Club? Does that mean I, I mean? I hope not. There's nothing good that comes from a splintered off group, <laughs> is there? In the history of pro wrestling, when you get the terrible flashbacks from uh, 2018 as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 hope that that's not the case. 
Let's talk about Naito. Daryl says only one successful title defense for Naito. Again, yeah. is this because yeah. he's so over that Gero Belushi doesn't need a long run? Just seems like after the amazing story that Tokyo Dome told, they'd ride him longer. And Jake says, even if Naito quickly regains the titles, how much does this impact his run on the top? And Andy says, where does this leave Tetsuya Naito? Will he ever get a lengthy heavyweight title reign? That's one question that, that I came out of this weekend of, of that guy. Once again... Again, whether it's 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 pandemic related, whether it's we have to do something, and sorry, you're the guy. Um, boy, oh boy, it it is it does feel that way, doesn't it? That that guy is the uh, two again two successful title defenses in two reigns. Let that sink in. Let that marinate for a second, Naito fans. Two. Successful defenses, two title reigns. Yikes. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, look, I'm gl- I, we sat here for an hour and talked about how great the idea of evil winning and the jump start and everything's fresh and everything's new. There is one downfall to this, and that is that. How do you, if you're, look, if you're a Naito fan, there's got to be a part of you that's like, what the fuck? I, look, I don't think so, actually. I mean, the consensus no? seems to be people, uh, Naito fans, are just happy that he got his big moment on night two of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Nothing can take that away. And whether or not he gets the title back isn't really that big of an issue. He, he got his win over Okada. He had his big moment in the Dome. And they are going to treasure that moment. Okay. I like that attitude. Um, let, me, let, me be, let me be the pessimist here. What does that win mean? Like, what, what does that win mean now? I mean, it was a great moment, right? Okay. But well, it was his, I, the culmination of his story arc, wasn't it? About his relationship with the Tokyo Dome and the main event of the Tokyo Dome specifically, where he had that, uh, was it Wrestle Kingdom 8, where he had the title match, voted out the main event and yeah. lost. Yeah. 12 made it into the main event, but lost. And now 14 makes it into the main event and wins. So that is the conclusion of that story arc. But in the, okay. So for that story arc, I, and I agree 100% because in that building, there was nothing like it that I've ever experienced. Um, when we look back in the history of pro wrestling, is he going to be looked at as one of the, I don't want to say best champions, but are people going to remember Naito as as a top guy? Because like when you get to that level, when you get to to hold that title, that's the conversation that you enter. And that might be just like geeky pro wrestling talk and we just need because we love to fucking analyze shit. And there might be people that just hand wave that type of conversation. But I dig it. I gig geek out on it. Is he going to be regarded as as one of the one of the greatest IWGP heavyweight champions of all time? Or is he just going to be a fucking footnote? I think he will be viewed as one of the greats, just not one who has given the same 
opportunities as a Tanahashi or an Okada. Okay. I mean, but that's that lead, lead you know, that why is the next question, right? <laughs> right. Um, like, I, I just, I can't put him in, I, I can't put him in the top. I can't put him near the top. He's got, he had two title defenses. Um, I, it's hard for me to do that. Just, just, just looking at the math. Hard for me to do that. Um, you, like you can't put him in the same breath of an Okada or a Tanahashi or um, a Choshu or a you know you, uh, you can't you can't put him in the same breath, can you? Or Vader, um, can you? I mean, just looking at him again, looking at him as an IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He's not in the same breath, right? When when we go through the history books, he's not going to be in that conversation, right? I guess it depends what way you look at it. What is the legacy of a a wrestler? And in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he's got two brilliant Tokyo Dome main events to his name, but the title runs and the title defenses isn't there. But he, I think, is much more beloved than a lot of those other names that you've mentioned given you know he's got this passionate fan base so i guess it depends how much investment you put in either of those facets of what makes a a great champion or a great wrestler in the annals of history yeah i'm glad that i'm glad to hear that the 92 fans aren't you know Throwing their hands up in the air, by and large. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are just like, "Fuck this! I can't do this anymore." I, and I would get it. I think if it was but, anyone, if like if he'd lost it to Okada, I think they <laughs> might be more upset. But because it was evil, and like I said, they're invested in the story. They're smart. They know what's up. That they are more on board with it. All right. Okay. All right. Listen, I don't want anybody being upset. I want everybody hanging. Out, you know, I don't want any tears shed. Everybody's smiling. All right. Um, have we beaten? We've we've gone an hour and 15 minutes talking about evil, his title, every fucking nook and cranny. Where else can we go here today, Joel, that uh, would be interesting to people who watch New Japan Pro Wrestling? Got some questions about titles. Maybe I'll save those until the questions. Well, we don't have that many questions, actually. We've we've covered most of them. But, well, let, let's go into Dominion, then. Let's talk about the sixth match on the card, which was the IWGP Tag Team Championship match where Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr., defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi in 28 minutes and 43 seconds with the Holy Zack Driver, or the Zack Mephisto, as I've heard some people calling it. And, again, let's take a moment to say how superb... The build-up was to this tag title match. One small next step for them would be matching gear. Uh, but I thought this match was great. Real nastiness to Taichi. Love the way he's like grinding Ibushi's face into the ropes and shit talking. Like when he's wrestling, he looks like he genuinely hates the person that he's up against. Uh, the, the long control period was a bit slow, but really got cooking. There was a really hot uh, Zach and Ibushi exchange, and then the Ibushi Taichi kick exchange where Ibushi got that murder Ibu look on his face and they just kick the shite out of each other and this match was long in a good way it got plenty of time to breathe and and I really enjoyed it it was that 
main event style tag match again a bit like a classic 90s all japan obviously not on that level but reminiscent of it and something that i think has been missing from new japan and i just thought the chemistry between all four guys was terrific some great moments like the repeated dragon screws on tanahashi they really destroyed his leg there in a way that makes me think there's going to have long-term repercussions for that storyline or otherwise and you know, I couldn't help but smile at the end because seeing Zach and Taichi just look so delighted to be winning those tag titles was great. And again, just a little moment, Zach throwing away Tanahashi's ice pack at the end uh, as he wins his first New Japan Pro Wrestling Championship belt. And uh, again, this is what I've wanted. We've wanted from the IWGP tag division for years. We, we wanted well-built stories with four quality wrestlers, plenty of time to tell their stories in the ring. And that creates a division and a championship that feels important and has got potential to draw. I think you could build to a rematch. You, you could do a rematch at the Dome. I think it is that well-built and, and that important if you deal with it properly like they have done here. And it's something that I was t- talking about with our friend Kudi Saito, you know, who we bumped into at the uh, Korokan Hall a couple of years ago. His podcast, Pro Rest Nokoto, recommendation for uh, any any Japanese listeners out there or anyone who's learning Japanese definitely worth checking out um, but yeah I thought this match was tremendous I was more upset that they uh, didn't have an ask Zach anything session <laughs> post match they didn't they didn't have that Joel um, what a uh, what a what a nice nice feeling to have a world tag team championship match Deliver on paper what we all hoped would happen. I thought this match was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, I'm not going to lie. I loved the idea of uh, Zach and Tai Chi winning the titles. That, correct me if I'm wrong. Both, uh, well, Zach's first title, right, in, in New Japan. I mean, he's had, he's had the Rev Pro stuff, but we're counting that stuff. Um, first title. So that was nice to see. Uh, I love the tag team of Zack and Taichi. Love them. I love the tag team of, of, of Tana and Ibushi. Uh, Tana has not really looked all that great. Let's be truthful. Uh, since the return. He looked good. He's had his good moments. But it feels like he has been the focal point of, of getting the heat. And maybe, maybe he's not one hundred percent. He is he really ever one hundred percent? Let's let's be sure. <laughs> like no, never. Um, but it just felt like the four months off, three months, four months off, uh, wasn't as impactful than say other people. That being said, you're right. The build up to this has been off the charts. Uh, even uh, you know, in, in, right before this show, the 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 the, the, the brawl in the interview areas. Um, look, they, they they for years we had hoped that that these tag titles would have some type of focal point and some type of um, build some type of interest because they had the talent to do so uh, for years, and it just felt like it was something that was put in the back burner. And it feels really good to have four guys. For quality guys fighting over these titles. I have no problem with the title change. I encouraged it and I thought it was going to happen. 
Um, and the idea of those two guys holding the titles and rematches, sure, I'd have no problem with that. Um, and then new interesting challengers and new interesting programs. Look, again, we don't know what's going to happen when guys start filtering back into Japan and being allowed back into the country. And that's going to open things up tremendously. But I would have no problem whatsoever for a long, lengthy run for these guys. Um, because you know you're going to get, at the very least, interesting shit. Um, and on, on, the, on, the, on the good side of that, great matches, fun promos. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, you're going to get some shenanigans and some bullshit. You always do with suzuki Goon, But... I'm excited for this one. That and, and again, that match, like if you were looking for match quality post intermission, post cleaning of ring, uh, this match and the match previous, those are the matches that you can hang your hat on. Again, main event may be a little disappointing to 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 most when it comes to match quality. I thought this one more than made up for that. Liam on Twitter says, any new or makeshift heavyweight tag teams you can think of to challenge dangerous techers? Obvious one, which you know we bang on about every year, Ishi and Goto, because they don't fuck all at the moment. Stick them together, that'd be a great program. Holy fuck! Yeah, because it seems like you know the, what was once Hiromo and Ishi kind of swinging away, and even and even Yano and and and, and Hiromo, and that's now on the back burner with uh, bigger and better things for Hiromo. Um, yeah, I mean that's one right off the right off the gate, right out of the gate, off the top of the head. I'll mix up all, you know, um, that I would go for. Sure. Let's do that. I mean, then, then here's the thing. You can even throw in, some, you know, a Bullet Club mix in there. Uh, you know, why not? You, you could go. Uh, I mean, you could even do. Would you guys have a problem with uh, Sonata and Naito? No, I mean, they're not holding any titles at the moment. Why not? Right. Man, that's not a bad. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, or you, or, I mean, well, I was going to say um, they got history with Zack and Taichi as well. I thought the chemistry yeah. would be good. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of places you can go with that. Um, that's what makes it again. That's what makes this this like there's energy again. Like there is there is an energy in this promotion right now that we haven't felt in quite a long time. Again, we're sitting here. It's July. Any you know, previous three years, we'd be talking about okay, this guy's winning G one, and away we go to Wrestle Kingdom. We don't got that this year. You know, usually November, your 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 eyes are on the dome at that point. I don't think you're going to get that this year. There's too much. There's there's, there's too much shit you got to cram in. There's there's ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. This this is going to be good. This is going to be a wind sprint for these next couple of months. Get on board. I honestly, if people are jumping off off this train, they're out of their fucking minds. They lost it because because I it, it, for six months you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get moments like this that feel good. I don't know. I I I, I can't imagine jumping off this train right now. The fifth match on Dominion was the Never Openweight Championship match with Shingo Takagi defending against Sho and beating him in 20 minutes and 7 seconds with the last of the Dragon as he retains his title. 
this was tremendous. This is great. I love seeing Shingo yep. just being a bully. I thought Sho's striking looked improved, really, really stiff. I thought Shingo's selling was great. Like just the little moments where he's kicked in the back and he's just grimacing on his face and just really cool moments as well the Irish whip into the German suplex from Sho and a moment later on when Sho tried to no-sell the backdrop and then he kind of like staggered and stumbled into landing his own German suplex which is just a really awesome spot in the match and it's little touches like that that I've noticed with Sho since the return he really seems to have improved his game like he's got more of a killer instinct more confidence that he can go toe-to-toe with a guy like Shingo, like shoving the ref away during one moment of that match. And it reminds me a little bit of Shibata, dare I say, you know, with the striking and the grappling and, and Kushida as well. Definitely some little tribute yeah. spots, the arm work, the match transitions. Apparently he's been talking about Kushida on his podcast and there was just no downtime in this match. There was no resting. It was just an intense 20-minute war. Uh, the kick out at one from the pumping bomber. Uh, just, uh, again, Sh- Shingo is... Amazing. I love Shingo. We can't talk enough about how brilliant he is. But to me, since the return show, he just looks close to the complete package to me. He seems like he's got nearly everything now. And to me, I don't think the height thing is as much of a problem as other people. I say stick him in the G1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yes. I mean, if there's any doubts to, in anyone's mind, let let that let's let's wipe them away. Yeah, put his ass in the fucking G1. Yes. Um, here's what New Japan has. Ha- they have a, a, this this system where not only do they have the dojo and the young lions and excursions, and then but when they come back, there is a plethora of people that they can stick them in the ring with to have them continue their growth. But just think about Rapungi 3K and the matches that they had with like guys like Kanemaru and Despi, um, where, again, you're in the ring with a guy who has, dare I say, a ring general, right? where they're constantly learning, constantly learning. And now, boom, we're sticking them in a program with a guy who, in my mind, is New Japan's best signing in in years. Just multifaceted, checks every box from people from all different loves of pro wrestling, checking the box for Shingo. And you're putting them in the ring, singles matches, big time spots. Here's what it did. He didn't win the title, but he came fucking damn close, and he looked credible, right? And now, while Yo is is on the shelf a little bit, and you know if the injury is what the injury is, that he's going to be out of action for a little bit. But when I say a little bit, uh, I'll, I'll see you next year. Um, he's he's got to make do as a singles competitor. Um, I don't think. I don't think this puts a nail in the coffin for never title for him. I, I don't think it does. Um, that, the only question mark that came out of Dominion was, what are we? What are we? What, what's next for show? Um, but yeah, I think I think this match helped to elevate him tremendously. He's he's taking seriously. Now. He's a, he's a serious threat to any title. Um, 
I, and and I still I still have high hopes for him too. Like he's he's future material. I really do. I think he's future material when it comes to big boy belts. And I think the only other match from the weekend that is worth diving into in any great depth was the third match from the New Japan Cup final show, which was, of course, Master Watto making his re-debut and defeating Doki in 7 minutes and 46 seconds with the RPP. And great buzz for this match, Damon. It was just raging online discourse <laughs> really? with you know people churning out memes. Where, where do you stand on that? Do you think it's just a bit of harmless fun or do you think he's been memed into oblivion already? He's been memed into oblivion. <laughs> I, 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 I look. So it's no longer failing. Are we in agreement? Oh with that? no! It was, it was. It, it stopped being funny ten minutes ago. Like I, like it's ten minutes after it started. It just, it got. Like even where I'm just like even on our own Discord, I'm just like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. This <laughs> is ridiculous. Um, yeah, because unfortunately, it does. Just, it, it is one of those things where the horse gets beaten to death rather quickly. Um. Give me, give me your your feelings on Master Watto. Um, to me, he looks like a dude who has, like, he looks like a guy who is on the sinking ship, and he knows this the ship is sinking, and he's got a, you know, he's got a glass that's constantly trying to dump out the water on on the ship. He looks scared. He does not look confident. He does not look like a guy who is comfortable in his own skin right now. Um, the, when he's in the ring, he feels like that's his comfort zone. But he, it's like he has Yoshihashi syndrome, where from the minute his music hits and to the minute he gets into the ring, it is this minute or two of very uncomfortableisms. <laughs> He does not look like a confident dude in this gimmick. That'll come. I mean, I'm sure that's just a short-term thing. I I thought... I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. Really good. Uh, I thought Doki was great as well uh, with his his golden outfit. You know, this is the biggest spot of his career. He he dressed the part. He carried himself like a star. So, big thumbs up for him as well. Uh, Yeah, Wata, he, he looks... A bit nervous, that's understandable. A lot of comments about him looking dorky in the outfit. But I think you've got to remember, this is a gimmick. He's, a, he's for the kids. He's the kind of person that, you know, kids can say, oh, look at this cool guy with the, with the blue hair and the karate kicks and stuff. They're going to dig it. So, yeah. yeah I, kids I, are saying that? Kids are saying that? I, I think he is. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. I think it's for the children. Okay. But I, right. I thought he did well in this match. The kick sounded good, nice and meaty, you know, did, did, touch of Marafuji about his offense. Uh, other stuff I like, Doki with his little fist bump when he nailed the springboard DDT. I thought Watto's finisher looked really good. It was exactly what it needed to be. Um, so, yeah, even if he does look a bit goofy, I thought it was a, a good debut. Are you happy with Master Watto so far? Give me a scale of 1 to 10 of your Master Watto uh, impressions. Uh, an eight in terms of what my expectations were. Yeah, I thought, I, you know, I'm not expecting him to go into be the next Hiromu or anything. He's not going to be some transcendental champion. But as I spoke last time, based on what I saw uh, when he was a young lion as a talented worker who's got a good connection to the crowd, I think he could definitely go, go on to have a, 
successful and long career with New Japan. Like other people have discussed, if he, let's say, has a career and the similar trajectory as someone like Taguchi, that would be amazing for him. Okay. Is that where we're putting him? Is that, is that, is that like the, 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 the rung on the ladder of where we expect him? I think so. I think that's okay. fair. Yeah, maybe not, not everybody's going to be Jay White. I get that. Um, he's, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's an unconfident, uh, goofy-looking junior who's got... Uh, I don't want to say cross-eyed. I don't know what the technical term is, but obviously... Lazy. Something. He's got a lazy eye, doesn't he? He's got a lazy eye. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I think there's... You know, if we're expecting him to be headline of the Tokyo Dome, we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He was one of my favorites. I thought he was really going to... I, I still, he is, I'm, he's I'm, still I'm, really I'm, good. Well, I, I don't right. understand what, what part of this is disappointing you. What were you expecting? I don't... Like, he just feels... Look. We're three weeks into this. Four weeks. Well, however long. It feels like a little bit of a, a, a fart in church. Uh, you know what I mean? Like... He's had two matches. <laughs> Come on, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 early. It's very early. Um, but I will say that early returns. Look, nobody wants a guy to nobody. Nobody sets out to be up. Oh, I'm going to be a mid carter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who does that? Nobody does that. You wind up being a mid carter. Um. No, I think just we've just been spoiled by the returns of, like you said, Rapongi well, yeah. 3K and yeah. JY and Hiromu. I don't know if there's anyone else I'm missing, but guys who have just, it's been pretty much home run as soon as they return. Like really unique, exceptional talents. And not every returning wrestler is going to be like that. Very true. Very true. I had, I, I don't know. I've, I don't know. It, maybe it's the gimmick. Maybe it's the blue. I don't. I don't know. But it's it feels. It's for you, feels Damon, like It's for the kids. The little children go. Yay, Master Watto. Like, He's my favorite. I like kid stuff. I like kid stuff. Come on. I can be a child at heart. Uh, all right. All right. Then it's not for me. Right. All right. All right. I don't, I'm giving. I'm not. I'm nowhere near an eight. Not even in that fucking stratosphere. Five. I'll give you for the Master Watto right now. Again, it's early. Things can change. People can grow. They could fucking just scrap this entire gimmick and, you know, he's something different. Um, <laughs> let's fast forward fucking two years. As as the week before we bury him, he wins the fucking title. <laughs> just like evil. Be great. Well, look, let's, <laughs> let's we forget that when Okada returned from his excursion, he looked really right. goofy as well. So there's plenty of time and room to fix things up correct i'm not completely dead on this by any stretch but again from what i've seen so far i'm going five so <laughs> andrew's question please issue a demand that anyone who doubted master watto versus Doki immediately publicly apologize and admit their wrongdoings uh, <laughs> you're not going to admit fault on that one uh, which is fair well, enough. No, i mean i like the match I, I thought the match was fine don't no 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 no, no. I, I thought the match was fine um i i Look, there's a reason why he turned into a fucking meme, right? Right? You're not going to fucking meme somebody who comes out of the gate strong. 
we turned into a meme for a fucking reason, right? Right, all that shat and all everybody all going all fucking berserker. We're Watomanian, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, That's it's all cheap bullshit on our Discord, right? Yeah, right. Okay, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. So let's 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 get off this fucking high horse that Kawato came out of the gates hitting home runs. This has been this has been a bit of a fucking wet fart in church. Uh, well, let, let me throw this to uh, Jack says Woods. Kawato benefit being under a mask to cover his geekiness. Um, I, I, I think it's the whole package, really. I mean, look, they had the fucking drag Tenzon out there to give him a rub. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason that Tenzon came out there to give him more than just to set up the tag match the next day. Okay. They could have just stuck him in with anybody and it wouldn't have mattered. There's a reason Tenzon came out there, made the save, uh, and and uh, gave him a little bit of a rub. By the way, is uh, Master Huato, is he a uh, is he a junior? I believe so, yes. But I think there's something worth noting is that they, for the time being, seem to have completely dropped the junior and heavyweight distinction. To me, it seems like it's just open weight season right now. We There's no word on the junior tag titles. And Hiromu, right. obviously, he's got his program with Evil, but he's not defending right. the junior titles. So it just seems that across the board, it's just open weight stuff. Uh, given the roster depletion, that makes sense to me. That's pretty fucking awesome, actually. If you think about it, it's really great. Yeah. That's good. All right, good. And it looks like what it's, uh, his next program is with Kanemoto. So there you go. There's another example of. Uh, sorry, I'm eating a vitamin as I as I do a podcast that millions of people listen to. Um, millions. Mm. Um, yes, that's another great learning uh, time for him as well. So good. All right, all right. There's Kawato. Um, what do we think about Shingo and and El Desperado? We can talk about that for a second. Come on, you're there. You're on you're mute. Yeah, sorry. Wait, can you repeat that? I just lost you there for a moment. No, no problem. Um, talked about Chingo and El Desperado and your thoughts. We didn't really touch on that. Yes. Uh, well, we do have the car for Sengoku Law, so I was going to save that for later. Or maybe we could save it for our next episode if we want to do a full breakdown on that. But, yeah, just, straight off the bat, I mean, that's going to be awesome. Chingo's awesome. Desperado's awesome. What is there not to love about that? This is great. Yeah, again, talking more about that split of uh, juniors and heavyweights and all that stuff just adds to that. <laughs> yeah, that's that will be great. I'm totally fucking into that idea. Never titles, never titles, super exciting. You know, we haven't talked. We talked a lot about the tag titles being exciting. That fucking never title scene. That's mint. I love that shit. I- I'm digging that and uh, the idea of of all these different weight classes doing it. Awesome. I'm Lee Kyle says Doki is genuinely really fucking good maybe just talk about that for two hours yeah, I'm with you but I'm not going to talk about him for two hours but yeah he was really good in this match uh, Damon we forgot to actually talk about the New Japan Cup final itself which was oh, uh, yeah, right. Evil defeating Kazuchika Okada in 31 minutes 50 seconds with Evil as he wins the New Japan Cup uh, I mean I don't want to just recycle old things that we've talked about with Evil but just the, the match itself I I liked that Evil is changing up the pace uh, he went for an early Darkness Falls and attempted the Evil uh, early on into the match and he was going after Okada's Rainmaker arm um, I've heard 
different opinions on this. I thought Okada selling was pretty good. Like, not that he was crippled, but sort of less effective using that arm. But he's too stubborn to stop using it. Just like he'd whack evil, but then there's just a little grimace after each use. And I thought evil carried himself well. I, I like to see him bullying people. It works for him. His offense seems nastier than usual. Like you know, the dick punch, the, the darkness falls onto the chairs. Like the, the big impactful moves. The, there was that kind of hangman stomp move that he used, the top rope superplex. That all looked really good. Um, and I thought the Cobra Clutch was used well to transition into the eye rake. Uh, and it just seems like, I've talked before about Okada, the way he's changing the way he wrestles. Like He waited until 25 minutes in to start busting out the big moves, like the drop kicks. And I, I wonder if he's modifying his style for longevity or, or the crowds or what. But uh, he almost had Evil out with the Cobra Clutch. But it was a, the callback to the way he finished Hiromu where he, he had Hiromu out but then he went for a couple of those short arm sort of semi rainmakers to soften him up before going back to it um, and then of course we had all the shenanigans the, the way when we had Gedo and Yujiro running out and of course callbacks to the AJ Styles match where Yujiro cost Okada the title um, was that I can't, what year was that 2014 I want to say 14 yeah, yeah. Or, or even Naito's first title win um so the, when it happened, there was just a lot of doubt and confusion. It was really well executed because I was trying to make sense of it because you were asking yourself, is Evil in cahoots with the Bullet Club or is this just Gato getting revenge for Okada beating him in the New Japan Cup? Uh, a right. lot, lot of ref bumps, nut shots. But I, again, it worked for me. The story had been set out in the New Japan Cup that Evil is going to do whatever it takes to win. You know, him glaring into the camera after the, the winning pinfall was great. And then the moment with the, the fist bump into the two sweet and it was a great little reveal i just love the execution of it the camera angles uh the crowd you know they were told not to make any sounds or to call out or shout but even they couldn't help reacting to that and you know the vocal displeasure from evil stamping on the lij cap and uh it was nice to actually see lij make the save there and you know milano looking all devastated at the end um i don't think it was a great main event for the purist but if the aim was to get the angle over then i think it was successful yeah uh, the match was good I, I don't think it was great um and I, this just popped into my head mind you um and again i'm terrible with recollecting information but um is this the first time that a new japan cup winner who went on to challenge for a title won the title it is, right? Uh, no, Okada, last year, he won the New Japan Cup and then won the title at Madison Square Garden. Mm, good point. Okay, that makes sense. Fuck me! You were there, Damon. I, I have dementia. I don't remember anything. <laughs> you just remembered the pastrami sandwich. <laughs> don't blame me. That's one thing. How can you forget that? Oh, deliciousness. Uh, what a, all right, so that was that. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about the New Japan Cup show as a whole. Um, I mean, just that main event was 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 good, but yeah, I mean, the next night was really the story of the weekend and the, and the week and the month, and really New Japan Pro Wrestling's return. It's um, what a time to be alive, Joel. I'm looking at I'm looking at this show for uh, Sengoku uh, Lord, and I'm looking at a main event here, and I'm seeing somebody as the 71st IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And 25th Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And that man is named Evil. I just think back to uh, Watanabe, a show in Rahway, New Jersey, Joel. And 
this guy couldn't get booked on his show for the life of him. He was sitting in the, uh, sitting down the Jersey Shore right around this time a few years ago. Uh, couldn't get fucking booked on his show for the life of him, Joel. <laughs> he was sitting at a table signing autographs. Joel, there was nobody signing autographs for him. There was no, uh, no line. There wasn't, a, there wasn't anybody clamoring to, uh, to get a Watanabe 8x10. And he was just sitting there for the longest time. And I, just, I, was, I was actually uh, taking some pictures of him from, from the bleachers just, uh, just to get a couple in my uh, camera roll. And oh, now look at him. Now look at him. 71st. IWGP heavyweight champion. They were supposed to hate the man. You're making it like a really heartwarming story. I'm, I'm rooting for the guy now. What a comeback. Well, really, I mean, it is an amazing thing, what pro, like how it just all worked out. He, it's, it, it, he, I am not making up the fact that he could not get, like, he would get booked when, when New Japan guys were in town, right? Like, he would be on those shows. But it wasn't like he was working every Ring of Honor show or every independent show or it was just he was just there. He was just there. And now look at him. So look, I'm happy. I'm actually happy for the guy himself. Like that's 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 he had to wake up that fucking next day and be like, holy shit. It fucking paid off. Good for him. Good for him. I'll tell you what, Damon, I think we should leave it there. And then when yep. we next record, we can, you, you're going to go away and watch some Lions Break collision shows. And yep. then we can talk about those and we can perhaps discuss the New Japan Road show, whether or not we record before or after that. And then we can do a full preview of Sengoku Lord because uh, I feel like I should be doing some fathering duties at the moment or I'm going to get an earful <laughs> from the missus so let's uh, knock it on the head there if that's alright with you and we'll perfect. save all the questions and everything for next time so let's go to the closing redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to give us some money please thank you like money money's good uh, discord link is in the show notes and prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super cast if you want to get one of our t-shirts Thanks to editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. <laughs>